Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the With Intention podcast by Cami Sophia. So, girlies, I know we talk a lot about periods and hormones and nutrition all over the podcast, but today we have a lovely, lovely expert in called Kate, and she'll be on this episode to tell us all about being on the pill, the hormonal journey, um, imbalanced hormones, nutrition, seed cycling, periods, the whole lot, okay? I am so excited for this episode. I'm actually pre-recording, no, not pre-recording, I'm like recording this introduction after um, like recording the podcast and I've actually edited it all and then I was like oh my gosh I haven't done an introduction so here we are here is the introduction I am so excited to get into this episode I feel like this is such an insightful episode and I feel like a lot of the things that we talk about are so easy for you to do at home um, so I'm very very excited I also did a podcast on um, Kate's podcast as well called period chats so I'm very very excited for you guys to listen to that I will post that on my Instagram story when we have that up and yeah so let's get started okay amazing so as you heard from the intro we have Kate with us today to talk all about hormone health periods and cycles so do you want to tell us a little bit about you Yes, thank you for having me. So my name's Kate. I'm a hormone dietitian. I've got a master's degree in human clinical nutrition, and I'm the founder of Funkit Wellness, which is a food-based hormone health company based out of Austin, Texas. I am very passionate about everyone understanding their cycles because I don't know about you guys, but when I first learned about got my period, I thought I was dying and I had no idea like what was going on. And then when I got off birth control in my early 20s, I thought I was dying again. So I'm just here to bust any myths and debunk anything and hopefully just give you guys a really beautiful understanding of why our hormones are actually really awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. I completely get that. I remember my first period. I was like, uh, what, what is this? What, what's going on here? These are my favorite pajama shorts. Why did that happen? <laughs> Yes, it's always when you're, I have my favorite, like, khaki pants on at school, yeah. I remember they're, like, these really cool cargos, like, early 2000s vibes, and 
they're ruined and it was so sad. Don't, it's always when you're wearing nice things. It is completely always. It's never when you're wearing black joggers. It's when you're wearing white jeans. White jeans. From Hollister. Always. A bit specific always. there. Always. <laughs> right, so what has been your journey with wellness? Because obviously you have a lot of background with nutrition and wellness and everything like that. So what inspired your, you know, your love for it? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I obviously have two degrees in nutrition and I've been seeing clients for forever, but I don't really think I fell in love with true wellness until a few years ago because I had always just been at odds with myself about nutrition, about exercise, had a really complicated relationship. I don't know if anyone else can understand. I think most people can probably understand that. And then I learned that truly like wellness is what makes you feel good. And we talked about this on my podcast too. Like it's just something that the more I get into wellness and the more I start to be intentional with my routine and do things that I truly love, I fall more in love with myself every day, which I think is really beautiful. And I, with hormones, I got off birth control and really the only reason I ever started down this path was because I had such bad acne and cramps that I just needed them to I just wanted them to go away so I could live my life. I never actually intended to fall this deeply in love with wellness and hormones. Yeah, completely. I feel like that's when, that's what sparked my wellness journey as well, actually, is when I got acne. And it's really random because I didn't get acne until I actually turned 20, whereas throughout my whole teens, you know, I wasn't particularly spotty. I'd have the odd spot, but it would never, you know, it wouldn't really be a thing. Like, no one would be like, oh, do you know what I mean? Whereas when I turned 20, I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Why is this happening to me? Yes, mine, yeah. I was like 23. Yeah. And I was like, I thought that we were past this. Like, yeah. I thought we uh, were done. Are we, are we over this? Or why are you here? Why, why are you here? Like, I'm supposed to be like into my like cool, like early 20s, like glowing phase. And now I've got like hormonal acne and I don't know what to do about it. And yeah. everything I read was like, go on acting, go on birth control. And no, like, if those are your options, that's great. For me, birth control didn't. It made me feel really unwell, and especially mentally unwell. And then Accutane, I was living in New Zealand at the time, and it was harder to get. And so I got introduced to seed cycling, and then that's kind of where it just all snowballed from there. So what actually is seed cycling? Yeah, it's so crazy. So when I first, when my doctor, like, mentioned it to me, I was like, this guy is crazy. (laughs) So what it is, is you track your menstrual cycle, and then from the first day of your period to ovulation, one tablespoon of flax, one tablespoon of pumpkin seeds. After ovulation to your next period, one tablespoon of sesame seeds and one tablespoon of sunflower seeds. You eat them every day, ground up, in the food that you're already eating. And what it does essentially is 80, it's estimated around 82% of hormonal symptoms can relate back to some kind of nutritional deficiency. That's what a couple different studies have found. And so seed cycling, you think about a seed, it's like the placenta of a plant, which is like a weird (laughs) way of thinking about it, but it has all the nutrition that plant needs to grow. So when we eat nuts and seeds, they're really beneficial for our health because they're like a food-based multivitamin. Mm. So for the first half, you've got zinc, you've got magnesium, omega-3s, phytoestrogens, really helpful for supporting estrogen. And then you've got vitamin E, vitamin B6, again, zinc, magnesium, and selenium for supporting progesterone. And those are the two main dominant hormones in your cycle. So it essentially is just eating food with your cycle 
to support your cycle because when we're seeing like acne cramps all these different things they're usually symptoms of something underlying or a root cause that we haven't gotten to yet when it comes to hormones isn't that crazy because i was actually talking to someone about this um the other day and they were saying about how the bread that has all the seeds in you actually don't get any benefits from the seeds unless you crush them up so i'm glad that you said about the crushing up because it's so interesting so if you are making bread with the seeds it's better to crush the seeds up before you put it in the bread i guess Exactly. And also, if you heat seeds over, oh, it's going to be in Fahrenheit, but we'll have to convert it in the show notes. If you you heat seeds above 140 degrees Fahrenheit, so I think you basically cut that in half, Mm -hmm. they lose a lot of their nutritional benefits. So if it's a baked bread with seeds in it, it's great for fiber, prebiotic fiber seeds Mm -hmm. are amazing for but you're not getting a lot of those other nutrients I mentioned. And so a lot of people don't realize that and they'll like put them in baked goods and you still get the fiber, but you don't get the other nutritional benefits. See, isn't that crazy? What about um, chia seeds? Because I feel like they're so small and you know, when you're doing like the chia seed pudding, that is a massive craze. So with that, do you need to crush up the chia seeds to still get the benefits? That is a great question. So if you are doing like the pudding and you're soaking them overnight and they're expanding, mm-hmm. you're it's way more bioavailable than if you're just like eating them, which I wouldn't recommend just eating them anyway. But the other thing you can do, I've been seeing this on TikTok and I've actually been doing it myself. If you make the cheese seed pudding, you can then put it in the blender and it whips into like a, fu- um, a mousse. Ooh. That is going to be like the best way to maximize your nutrition from the chia seeds. And so people are making like chocolate raspberry mousse. And so it's just a chia seed pudding whipped in the blender. Oh, that is something I need to add to my snack list. Oh my goodness. Right. That so good. Fabulous. And I can't remember where I first saw it, but if you look on TikTok, you'll find a bunch of videos. Oh, it definitely would have been on TikTok where you saw it. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's where I saw it. I just can't remember who, but yeah. So when we're thinking about these things, it's so interesting because yeah, you have to think about the bioavailability of how we're eating the food to make sure that we're really absorbing it to the best of our abilities because our digestive systems honestly probably aren't firing on all cylinders anyways. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have digestive issues. So it's like, how are we prepping our food to make sure we can actually digest the food? Yeah, because um, have you seen the internal shower drink that people have? Is that the chia seeds and then... The chlorophyll. Like water. Water oh, and then chlorophyll. chlorophyll. And then chia seeds, you stir it, but obviously the chia seeds isn't soaked, so you're drinking them whole, so I guess you're actually not getting the benefits from the chia seeds. I know, I have, like, I have seen that, and I have, like, mixed opinions. One, guys, like, if you're really into chlorophyll, if you have the money to just drop on it, go for it. Like, if you are well and squirrely with lots of dollars, go buy it. But you can also just put greens in your smoothie, and you're still getting chlorophyll. What, like the greens powder? No, just like any green. Like, so the green in the plants is chlorophyll. And so if you're just putting spinach, kale, any of that in your smoothies, you are getting chlorophyll as well. So if you want to try the chlorophyll trend, but you don't have like the $50, $60, then you can just put some greens in your smoothie. See, that's so random, isn't it? I feel like, I think it was two years ago, maybe a year ago, I tried the chlorophyll water and I had the little, the pipette chlorophyll bottle. Yeah, the dropper. And it was like... I think it was six pound on Amazon, but I bet that was not great ingredients at all for six pound. <laughs> but you know, each their own. But anyway, so what are your top three tips for balancing your hormones? 
Ooh, okay, so many. So <laughs> we're like distilling it down to three. So let's like just say you're just getting started. You're trying to figure this out because I think our hormones are seen as a mystery. But I'm here to tell you they're actually very predictable. Um, you have four phases of your menstrual cycle. Your menstrual phase when you're bleeding, your follicular phase, which is after your period, but before ovulation. You have ovulation when you release the egg, and that's when you're fertile. And then you have your luteal phase, which is the two weeks before your period. So that's happening every cycle. So my first tip for balancing your hormones is start tracking and understanding your cycle because everyone is very different. So you can do a period tracking app. You can track your temperature. You know, start there. Mm. Two. We are really, really wanting to focus on blood sugar balance. And I think that in a world of like intermittent fasting and drinking coffee on an empty stomach and all of these things and living in a stressful world and working 50 million hours a week, it's so easy for our blood sugar to get out of whack. But think about having fat, fiber, and protein at each meal Mm -hmm. and making sure you're eating three square meals a day and having some snacks in between. So blood sugar balance because when we don't eat and we don't balance our blood sugar our cortisol spikes which is our stress hormone Mm -hmm. and if your body is feeling stressed all the time you're not going to ovulate because it's not feeling safe so you're not going to have balanced hormones so two is the blood sugar balance yeah I know it's so interesting right it's really counterintuitive so women didn't have to be included in research until like 1993 what? So a lot of these, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. If you had a menstrual cycle, you were excluded from peer-reviewed research on drugs and diets until 1993, which is a year before I was born. And so a lot of these diets that we hear about, like they weren't studied on us. So mm-hmm. they're not for us and they're not for your hormones. So fat fiber, foot protein, and blood sugar balance and ditching that diet mentality because it was not created for us. And the diet industry is a billion-dollar industry. If it worked, it wouldn't be a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, you know it's I mean? so true, isn't it? It's so true. With those, and like, you know, the, the yeah. skinny teas that you used to see or those those little gummies that you'd have that would, you know, make you... No. No, they're not going to make you lose weight, okay? No, don't believe it. No. <laughs> don't pay into no. it. And my third tip is sleep. And I know that this is, like, so underrated, but... Your hormones are restoring and repairing and building while you're sleeping. And so when we're sleeping, it's our body's time to detox, to clean us out, to really, really like hone in. And so if you're not sleeping, your hormones are not going to be balanced because you're waking up stressed. Your cortisol is going to be high. Your body hasn't had time to reset itself. So a quick recap and not as long-winded. One, track your cycle so you can learn your own phases. Two, focus on blood sugar balance, and that means fat, fiber, and protein at each meal, and, you know, eating breakfast in the morning, no coffee on an empty stomach, Mm -hmm. and three is getting enough sleep that's different for everyone, but it's usually between seven to nine hours. We want to wake up feeling rested. That's, like, the definition of getting good sleep. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? I feel like I find that when I oversleep, I feel more tired than if I'd had less sleep, which is so random, isn't it? I feel like you should, in your head, have more energy, but I definitely don't. (laughs) It's such a balance. Like, it's such a balance of getting the right amount of sleep for you. Yeah, completely. And then the next thing is, what would you tell, this is a bit of a deep one, I feel like, but what would you tell your younger self? Oh, gosh. So (laughs) 
many things, but I think the biggest thing, so I'm turning 30 in six months and I feel like I've been doing a lot of reflecting on, you know, what do I want to take into this next decade of my life? What do I want to leave behind? I just love to reflect. And so if I could tell myself one thing, like really, truly, I think so much body shame and so much just like negative self-thoughts actually comes from starting our periods. So the average onset of an eating disorder is around age 12, which is the um, when That's a lot so of people young, start their periods. It? And I gave a TED talk on this, but I'm convinced they're connected. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced that the shame we hold around our hormones and our menstrual cycles and our body's changing because that's kind of the signal of when our bodies start to change and we go through puberty is so deeply connected to our internal hate sometimes of our bodies, or at least the hate I had. I hope if you're listening, you've never experienced It's a that, universal thing. It really, really is, sadly, but it is. It is. And so I think what I wish I could just tell myself is that, you know, your body is amazing. It's doing so many amazing things for you. Your period is not something to be ashamed of and your hormones are actually can be used as a superpower. So there's so many ways we can use our cycles to better our lives instead of hinder them. And I just think if I would have known that earlier, like so much of my self-love and acceptance has come with accepting and getting to know my body and my hormones. Yeah, completely. And I think as well, social media completely affects how you feel about your body but then if you actually think about it like especially when I'm going to all these different events where there's people that I have been watching you know for years and if you actually think about it how many times do you actually you know cross someone on the street and go yeah they're an Instagram model probably not because people on social media edit themselves completely and I think it's really important. I don't, just to say. <laughs> but I think it's... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So important to you know show the spots show the stretch marks show the rolls and not be ashamed with them because they are so normal and social media makes you feel like they're not normal yes and like and also just like mental health changes throughout your cycle and like physical health and like it's just crazy to me that we're not taught more about this so yeah I think that's what I would just want to know as like a younger person is that yeah, and I feel like when you're talking about using it as your superpower, I see these videos on TikTok of um, girls like reenacting that, or not reenacting, but like representing how they feel in the different, you know, parts of their cycle. Is it the follicular phase? Yeah, so that's the phase that's like, honestly, a lot of people think the most fun. It's when estrogen's yeah. rising and you have all this energy and you're super creative yeah. and you like feel it's like when your skin's glowing and you're like, look at me, this life is great. You want to try new things. Like that's always like the most fun one. And then ovulation's when you feel like super sexy and yeah. hot. 
Well, yeah, because, you know, you're ovulating. (laughs) It's so interesting. It's so interesting that I feel like as well, there's different foods that you should eat in different phases as well to level the hormones. Obviously, you'd know that, but, you know. (laughs) Anyway. It's like, cool, if we would have known that earlier, like, how great would that have been? Yeah, oh my goodness. Yes, I feel like I only really started to understand that you can work with your period rather than against your period. When, um, I don't know if you've seen her, Zoe Antonia. No, I need to write that down. Uh, I love following new, I love finding new She is fabulous. She's on TikTok and Instagram and she completely is so open about everything she's got PCOS and she's always talking about the different phases in her cycles and she does different workouts for you to do depending on which phase you are in your cycle and it's just I love her content and the way it represents it so well because I never really knew that there were different phases in your cycle but I've been on the pill since I was like 17 I think I came off for a bit and then I just went back on you know for womanly reasons <laughs> and yeah so many of us you yeah know, like, so many of us and it's just it's just a crazy crazy ride I feel like especially when you go on the pill like for me I went to the doctors they say yeah okay you go on this pill cool that's all they tell you they don't tell you yeah by the way you might feel anxious you might be bloated you might feel like you've gained weight but actually that is just water weight it's not even actual weight like when you come off the pill it would just go you know your boobs might shrink or your boobs might get bigger or your periods might, you know, be irregular or, you know, absolutely fabulous in time or they might literally go through the whole month because that's also happened to me when I've been fiddling about with the pill, trying to work out what worked best for me. (laughs) So it is crazy the fact that they don't really tell you much. They just expect you to either do your own research or just trust what they say, even though what they say isn't necessarily what's best for you. It's really hard. And like, I always tell people, I'm not anti-birth control by any Mm -hmm. means. I think it serves in a beautiful purpose and like gives people so much power around their body and like here for that. But I just wish we like talked more about like the realities of what that can look like sometimes, because also like when they were doing the initial trials of birth control, birth control has a little bit of a dodgy history. Mm -hmm. If you like go back to like the first clinical trials on it, we're not super ethical. Yeah. And they threw out any mental health, um, anyone who had mental health reactions to it was thrown out from the research study. So then we don't talk a lot about the mental health struggles that can happen by messing with our hormones. So it's just something I think that's good to know. So that if you do experience any symptoms on the pill, you're like, okay, I know what I'm looking for. I can Mm -hmm. go talk to my doctor about it and I can find one of birth control that works for me because I think we kind of think, oh, I have to do whatever one they prescribed. But really, you can try as many as you need to to find the right one for you. Yeah, completely. There are so many options out there now that, you know, you can be picky with it. And you can go, actually, no, I don't want to be on the combined one. I want to be on the mini one. I don't want to have a period at all. So I'm going to be on this one instead. You know, like one of my friends, she's a swimmer and she went on the mini pill specifically so she didn't have a period because, you know, it would affect her sport that she was doing. So I think it's really interesting the way you can, like the pill is a powerful thing and you can use it for you. And like you said, to make you feel more in control and more powerful and more, you know, in yourself, I guess. Yeah. And then the other thing I want people to know too, is like, if you're like, okay, well, I want to feel that way, but I don't want to be on the pill. Like there's so many ways you can get to know your hormones and feel that same control and that same power, like off the pill. So it's really just like whatever feels best for you. And that's what I wish we talked about more is like, it's so individual. It's so personalized. Like, 
I just wish it was easier to find your own plan, which I guess is why I talk about this all the time is so that people can know there's so many options out there for you. And yeah, you can really still feel in control of your body and your hormones, no matter which choice you make. Yeah, completely. And that kind of links to my next question is how can you tell when your hormones are imbalanced? This is such a good question. So I'm going to put it out here two ways. So should we talk about how you should feel? if everything's imbalanced or how you feel if it's out of balance because do how you should feel how you should feel that okay perfect so I just did a podcast on this because I feel like we don't ever talk about how good you can feel so one you are feeling like normal um like stress levels so you're not feeling out of control all the time your anxiety is low you're feeling in control and mood is stable Mm -hmm. so for a lot of people who are experiencing cyclical discomfort their last two weeks of their so half their month so the two weeks before their period um emotions can feel really unstable that's how I used to feel like the week before my period I would literally feel like a different person then my period would start I would start bleeding and I'd be like back to my old self so like, you know, you should feel very, like, in control, happy. It's okay. Like, we have emotional fluctuations, but you should feel stable in your mood and, like, in control. Um, your skin should be glowy, you know, what's the right word? Like, glowy and plump and just joyful. Like, I feel like your skin should just feel really good. Um, it's normal to have a breakout here and there, but if you're having really predictable cyclical breakouts, there's mm-hmm. probably something else going on under the surface. Um, hair, skin, and nail health also is going to be, you know, your hair is growing, you have your hair's not falling out, your nails are nice and pretty, not brittle. Um, additionally, when it comes to sleep, you're sleeping really well, you're not waking up at 3 a.m. That's a sign of high cortisol, as if we're waking up at 3 a.m. Um, your cycles are coming, your period's coming regularly every 25 to 32 days and you track ovulation you're having cervical mucus halfway through your cycle Mm -hmm. um you're not having painful periods this is a really big one so a lot of people don't realize that having painful periods is actually a sign that there is something deeper going on so painful periods are common not necessarily normal so pain-free periods we love that And then you're not having super heavy bleeding. So if you're bleeding and having to change your tampon, your pad, your menstrual cup every like two to three hours, that would be considered heavy bleeding. Um, Your cycle lasts from three to five days. So we don't want it to be shorter than three or longer than five. Mm -hmm. Well, five to seven. I'll say some people do have normal seven day cycles. And then additionally off of that, no clots in your menstrual blood larger than the size of a dime. So a dime is about this big. About um, 5p then? 5p? (laughs) Yeah, like it's little. So you don't want like big clots. And then piggybacking off of all of that too, when our hormones are balanced, so regular cycles, low clots, not super heavy cycles, glowy Mm -hmm. skin, no painful periods, really stable, nice moods, and then no extreme fatigue. So extreme fatigue before your cycle or on your cycle on your period is going to be another sign. So we have energy throughout the month, it's stable, and you just really feel in control of your life. So all of that to say, like, you feel like you're running your life, not your cycles running your life. So it's possible to feel that way. I never thought it was possible to feel that way, but it is. Yeah, I love that. And I didn't realize that a sign of high cholesterol is waking up at 3am because I wake up at 3am all the time. So oh, yeah, high cortisol, high like, cortisol, cholesterol. What am I on about? Cortisol, yeah. 
<laughs> that is a sign of that's a sign of high cortisol and so something also you might need a high protein snack before bed so yeah. sometimes if you eat a high protein snack before bed it can help to stabilize your blood sugar and you don't have that cortisol spike and then you'll sleep really peacefully throughout the whole night I'm gonna try that tonight that is what I'm going to do I just thought it's because I fall asleep watching Netflix and wake up <laughs> that could also time. be it too like lowering screen time can help and then Another sign is waking up hungry in the morning. So waking up hungry is a great sign that your cortisol is in balance. Oh, really? So you should be waking up hungry? Cortisol is your stress hormone. So yeah, you should wake up hungry. Oh. Well, I don't know then what's going on because I'm always hungry. (laughs) Well, that's great. I mean, you've got like good metabolism and your body is like feeling safe to eat. Yeah, well, apparently it's if you have good digestion if you have a poo in the morning as well. Yes, that too. So going... (laughs) to the bathroom right when you like within the first hour and like Mm. before you have caffeine that is an amazing sign that you are like in balance and everything is moving and grooving the way it should yes yes i'm halfway there (laughs) anyway uh, a lot of people don't realize that going to the bathroom is how we detox a lot of our hormones yeah so estrogen gets excreted through the digestive system and so like if we're really constipated sometimes that can lead to estrogen dominance which can cause a whole host of other things. So I know people don't like to talk about poop, but it is really <laughs> important to poop in the morning and one to two times a day. Gosh, yeah. I know. Do you know what? This is really TMI. I'm going to tell you anyway. I used to, in tell sixth me. form, I don't even know if I track it as much anymore, but in sixth form, um, so the hours would be like normal school hours, like eight till three. Uh, and our lunch was always at half one. And I would always go for poo like clockwork at half past one people would be like where's cammy and they're like it's half one and they're like oh i don't know where she is it was like it was a known thing hey i think that that is like the ultimate thing to be known for because i feel like going to the bathroom and pooping is like the ultimate win like because you're constipated it is so uncomfortable yeah it is so horrible completely anyway enough about bowel movements shall we guys (laughs) Right, I'm going to ask you the last question, which is how do you plan your workouts to work with your hormonal cycle? So, you know, when should you not be doing hardcore hit workouts and stuff like that? Oh my gosh, have you seen that TikTok meme that's like, oh, I love this question. Yes. It's like, that's like how I feel. Like, I Yay. love when people ask me this question because it makes the biggest, it made the biggest shift for me when I really started to understand why. If I went to the gym one week, one workout felt completely different the next week because I used to be so hard on myself. Like, oh, I could do this run a week ago. And now I feel like I'm like running through jello. Like what is (laughs) happening? So this is how I do it. Everyone's a little different. So Mm -hmm. on my period, I'm really gentle with myself because you have a little bit more inflammation when you're on your period and you're bleeding. So like you don't want to be like jumping and running around and like I I don't. So I do a lot of walking. A lot of walking and a lot of yoga on my period. Mm-hmm. In my follicular phase, this is when I like like to try new workouts. So I use Sculpt Society, which is like an app, and it's like a dance cardio workout. They're really fun. Um, so I do that. I do some weightlifting, and I also really like to run, but only like 10, 15-minute runs, like mm-hmm. short. That's kind of what I do in that phase. If you are a hit girly, the time to do it is the two days before ovulation, the day you ovulate, and the two days after. So there's like a little like a five window. or six. Yeah. It's like a very short window. That's when your testosterone's peaking and all your hormones are peaking. Mm-hmm. So that's a great time for those more intense workouts. 
for me, that looks like longer runs um, and kind of more like fast twitch, like sprinting and higher cardio things. Mm -hmm. I don't really love HIIT, but if you love HIIT, that's where to do it. Um, It's a very short window. And it's not saying you can't do HIIT all the... Look, listen to your body, do whatever you want, but there is evidence showing that that's the time. And then as we move into our luteal phase, it's really interesting. We don't utilize protein as efficiently in our luteal phase. So that basically means our blood sugar is more unstable. It's why we get really intense cravings and Mm. we need to up our protein. This is when you should really focus on weightlifting. So if you're a weightlifting person, this is when you should do like heavier weightlifting, lots of walking, and kind of those like low intensity but high impact workout not high impact but high impact in the fact of you're getting a big bang for your buck like you're building muscle you're really slowing down and focusing I also do love yoga in this space too and then I do um, pilates throughout my entire cycle yeah I feel like that is the perfect thing because it's so low intensity but it's still effective and you don't need loads of energy but you could also do it and still work a sweat if you really wanted to I totally agree I love pilates um it's one of my favorites me too (laughs) I love it um but yeah that's how I work off my cycle and it's really but the key here is tuning in so Mm -hmm. it's not copying that routine it's listening to how you feel because your body will tell you and this is a crazy thing and if you don't listen to her she'll start screaming at you and that's like when we have like injuries and exhaustion and like all of these things so Mm -hmm. you know like it's not saying like some days I don't feel like going to the gym and that's just because I'm tired and I don't feel like it but then there's other days that like I do push yourself as much as you think is necessary, but don't be mean to yourself. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Work with your body, not against it. Exactly. 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 Thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to tell everyone where we can find you or where they can listen to your podcast as well? Yes, and we just had an episode come out together on intentional wellness routines. So definitely go listen to the Period Chats podcast because Cammy's on our latest episode, which is like super exciting. I'll pop it on my Instagram story as well, that that podcast link. Yes, yes, yes. And then Carbs and Kate is my Instagram, like carb, like bread. So Carbs and Kate. And then my brand is Funk It Wellness. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. And then yeah just connect with us I'd love to chat with you and get to know you guys thank you so much for having me Cammy. thank you for coming on it's been very fun I know what a fun little Friday morning thank hey. you well fr- Friday night for me well no not really yeah, Friday night it's 4pm Friday. Well, my Friday's just getting started <laughs> amazing thank you so much amazing thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode I hope you enjoyed it thank you so much to Kate for coming on I will link her Instagram and her contact info in the description below I love you all have a beautiful beautiful week and I will see you next week bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.